0: Welcome back to another episode of The Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review and rating on iTunes. And make sure you send a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get you a Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail. Today, we're talking transfer portal winners and losers for the spring window, which closed last week. And um it's kind of a, something that has given teams that are right outside of contention for maybe a conference championship or maybe a national championship. Uh it gives them an opportunity to refill a roster um after making a run. Um perfect example is what TCU did in the in the winter uh portal window, adding tons of SEC talent. Uh, but but this is a it's an opportunity for, for coaches to assess their rosters. Uh, and in some scenarios, like what we've seen in Colorado, it gives coaches an opportunity to completely rebuild their roster if if needed. So, um, but before we venture off too far, let's get into the the winners and losers. My first winner uh, of the of the spring transfer portal cycle is the Louisville Cardinals. They added several key pieces uh for new head coach jeff Brom. and i think he's figured out a lot of issues on this roster uh and he he got a lot of guys that uh that they could really use going into into next season uh cornerback Marcus Washington out of georgia is is probably the only one uh that that uh is listed as a four star but there are a lot of guys that they added that will be used especially on the defensive side for Louisville in 2023. Linebacker Keith Brown out of Oregon. Cornerback Storm Duck, which is an awesome name, uh, out of Penn State. Um, safety Cam Kelly out of North Carolina. And then, obviously, Lance Robinson uh, and Eric Miller, both offensive linemen, are, are good additions for for Louisville. So I think that's a great start for Jeff Brom, uh, give him an opportunity to – to retool the roster a little bit, and uh, I, I think that they did a really good job, uh, uh, and and clearly were worthy of being called winners. Um Perhaps you know, and the, the the numbers aren't here for USC. My next winner, they didn't add quite as many as Louisville did, but the talent that they added makes them probably the biggest winner um uh, out of anybody in in the twenty twenty three uh spring transfer portal cycle you got to start with bear alexander obviously he was the number one player in the transfer portal um number one defensive tackle in the transfer portal which is somebody it's a position that just doesn't go into the portal very often especially for somebody of alexander's pedigree and he gives u s c an anchor in the middle of the defensive line that they just have they didn't have last year and that is going to be somebody that you hear his name called early and often especially out there in Pac-12 country he's going to be an absolute problem for interior offensive linemen in the Pac-12 um he he played on the along that Georgia defensive line as a freshman last year so this is a guy that uh, is clearly going to make an impact and uh they certainly ponied up for for his services. They they definitely uh they are hoping they get their money's worth, we'll just put it that way. Um Traquan Feegans out of Alabama, a cornerback out of Alabama is another great uh addition out of SEC country. And then Emmanuel Pregnan was a, a big time addition out of Wyoming. He's a four-star uh interior offensive lineman. Um, it has plenty of experience, and is going to be a guy that's that's going to be um, very very useful for for the Trojans who are retooling an offensive line. The best the best thing that they can do is protect Caleb Williams because if he has an opportunity to make plays, if he has the time to do so, um, USC is going to be really difficult to beat. And I think that adding somebody like Pregnant out of Wyoming is is big for them. So, um, plenty of good things for for USC. Obviously, Bear Alexander sticks out there, but but they're another winner in in my eyes for sure. Um, Let's look at Miami. Miami is another one that that definitely uh, made the most of their time in the transfer portal. Mario Cristobal is uh, definitely happy about grabbing Jaden Davis out of Oklahoma at corner and Jadaeus Richards out of uh, out of Vanderbilt. A couple of guys that definitely are going to make an impact for the for the Hurricanes in 2023. They were just awful last year. They were 121st among all FBS teams with 8.3 yards per pass attempt allowed. So this is a team, we're talking about a team that is literally among the worst at covering the pass um, in college football, not just the Power 5 level. And so getting a couple of guys that have some experience, that can come in and really help them retool their secondary, uh it was is a big win and i think that miami uh was a couple of defensive backs away from winning a couple of more games last year which could have made all the difference for mario cristobal in year 1 uh they also add aj allen from aj allen sorry from nebraska uh a good rotational running back that'll help them uh just run the ball a little bit better uh and that's the that's the thing is miami miami got better this spring and that's that's really what you're looking for And then my last winner that I want to talk about is the Auburn Tigers. Hugh Freeze comes into perhaps one of the weirdest situations, I guess you could say. Uh, Former Ole Miss uh, head coach, and he left the SEC, was fired uh, after some some issues uh, that you've all heard about. Uh, went to Liberty, was successful. Now he's made his way back into another program uh, in the SEC, and he's got a lot of work to do, but it sounds like he found his quarterback. Um, Peyton Thorne from Michigan State comes in, steps right in right away, and should make a huge difference uh, in what they're getting at quarterback. Robbie Ashford was the incumbent starter there. Um, And if nothing else, Peyton Thorne pushes Robbie Ashford, right? Like he comes in and and instantly makes the quarterback room better. And when you have competition, that breeds excellence. And that's what you're looking for as a coach. And I believe that Freeze knew what he was doing when he brought in an experienced guy like Peyton Thorne into the quarterback room, because he's either going to have a better option in Thorne, or he's going to get a better version of what he already has in Robbie Ashford. So excellent pickup for, for him. Another big. Uh, Big 10 um, addition was Caleb Burton from Ohio State, one of the most highly touted transfer portal wide receivers out there. Um, he's a former four-star guy, and he should definitely help Auburn's offense out. They also added Jaden Musgrat out of Tulsa and outside linebacker Jalen McCloyd out of Appalachian State. So this is a really – this is a good – Transfer portal class for Auburn in the sense that they added pieces that they need to be competitive next season under Hugh Freeze in year one. So really, really good. And I'm going to throw one more winner in, and this is just I'm forecasting a bit here. Um, I know Ole Miss lost Taiwan lost Malone uh, to Ohio State, big defensive tackle, but if you look at the top transfer portal. Uh, the available guys in the transfer portal. Ole Miss is trending for Keon Coleman, number three overall in the portal available right now. Brady Allen, number five in the portal. Isaac Uklu, number six in the portal. Jalen Key, number seven in the portal. Antonio Carter, number 10 in the portal. So Ole Miss is trending for half of the top guys in the transfer portal, and if they do continue to trend that way and and get some commitments out of those guys, I think Ole Miss will be a big winner um, in the transfer portal cycle. Let's talk losers. Uh, the first one with me covering the Big Twelve. This one obviously hit me uh, pretty quickly as soon as as soon as this happened. But the Houston Cougars are coming into the Big Twelve. And it's already going to be tough. And when you lose potentially your top playmaker in Alton McCaskill at running back, that makes it even harder. And it sounds like McCaskill is headed to Colorado. He's crystal balled there. And I think that he will end up being a Buffalo next season. But this is just, it's a huge blow. He he tore uh, his ACL last uh, last spring, missed the season, but he was well on his way to returning at full strength this year and would have been most likely would have been Houston's top producer or uh, top production, not only as a running back, but for their entire offense. Um, and it's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow for Houston because they just don't have another guy like McCaskill on the roster. And, um, that's just, that's, that's really hard. Not, and the worst part about it is, is as I mentioned they're headed to the Big 12 so it's not like they have to do this in the American they have to transition to a power 5 level and that's really hard when your best player uh leaves your best offensive player leaves and uh and leaves you with a lot more questions than answers so uh really tough uh break for for the Cougars and uh not real sure uh that Dana Holgerson's too happy about being back in the Big 12 uh given what he is up against uh going into it another loser uh North Texas believe it or not uh Varquise Gums is the where this all kind of starts and he he transferred to Arkansas and then after about 11 days he decided that uh he wanted out uh, of his commitment with Arkansas and if I if I believe if I remember right, he's still back in the transfer portal, but uh, he's not going to he's not going to North Texas after the offers that he's got in the portal so this is a, it's a tough situation for uh, it's a tough situation for the, the mean green and it's not something that uh, you so easily overcome especially if the guy was good enough to to go to the SEC. After playing at North Texas, right? That's, that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. And so, uh, it starts with him, but, uh, North Texas also lost an edge rusher in Cam Robertson, uh, Jair Shorter at wide receiver and linebacker Larry Nixon. Um, just key guys that really helped North Texas last season. And, uh, you just can't lose, uh, Guys that had freshman all American, all American, uh, all freshmen. Sorry, honors. You can't do that and expect to be competitive uh, going into uh, to a season where it's it's just things get tougher each and every year, especially when you're losing your top talents. So uh, tough for North Texas. Uh, My next loser is Notre Dame. They lose tons of talent. Uh, we'll start with Tyler Buckner, who headed to Alabama. Um, he heads he heads to with to Tuscaloosa to be with his former uh, offensive coordinator. You also lose wide receiver Lorenzo Styles, who has all the upside in the world. He ends up at Ohio State of all places. Uh, Logan Diggs, who was crystal balled to LSU, was one of the top running backs. Was going to be one of the top running backs for for the fighting the Irish in 2023 um it does help that Sam Hartman is under center uh but the problem is is if if Hartman goes down it would have been really nice to have somebody experienced like Buckner behind him and uh, that that's that makes things really tough so you you need to have uh guys like that on your roster and it's just hard to hang on to him in the transfer portal age. It's just it it gets increasingly more difficult every year. Michigan State is my final loser of the of the spring transfer portal cycle. They obviously, as we spoke about earlier, they lost quarterback Peyton Thorne, who headed to Auburn. But the big one, in my opinion, is Keon Coleman, who right now is trending towards Ole Miss. But Coleman is a 6'4, 215-pound receiver that can go up and get the ball and was arguably probably the most talented player on Michigan State's offense, if not their entire roster. And so Mel Tucker can't afford to lose guys like that. He was able to get Charles Brantley to withdraw from the transfer portal, which was good, but you still have to replace Thorne and Coleman, and that's not going to be easy on the offensive side of the football, where Michigan State was not great last year. They really struggled after losing Kenneth Walker third. They couldn't run the football, and it doesn't make it any easier to run the football when you lost your your best passer and your best wide receiver going into 2023. So that is our Transfer Portal winners and losers. Uh, Let's do a quick update on uh, what's available out there in the Transfer Portal. The top 10 guys that we discussed last week are still all available. Uh, It appeared as if Casey Thompson was headed to Auburn last week. The update on that is it now looks as if Thompson, the former Texas and Nebraska quarterback, is headed to FAU, where he will reunite with his former head coach, Tom Herman. Uh, And he looks like he will be an owl. There has not been any uh, confirmation or announcement yet, but that's just where things are trending at the moment. Um, Alta McCaskill, who was projected to go to Colorado, uh, Florida and Arizona state are also in the mix there. So that will be one to watch. Uh, definitely one to keep up with. And uh, Larry Nixon, the third, uh, the linebacker had 105 tackles for North Texas. He is being crystal ball to Miami, which is an interesting landing spot for him. Miami's trying to load up on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and, you know, under, a coach like Cristobal, they need to be tougher. That's one of those guys that you can go out and get so I uh, would not be surprised to see him land uh with them. And uh the last one that we want to talk about is uh former four-star edge uh Dylan Brooks out of Auburn. He was a he was a he was rated as a 95 uh overall had a 95 score out of high school. And he appears to be headed to FAU as well. So Tom Herman is really starting to load up on some talent uh, down there with the Owls at Florida Atlantic. So it should be uh, an interesting cycle to see how it plays out in the end. And uh, definitely something that we're going to have to get used to is just players leaving and, and going wherever they may. Um, and, and the last thing before we get off, we just want to talk... Uh, just the the latest on the Bob Huggins situation at West Virginia. Just big news that kind of rocked college basketball. Uh, he used an anti-gay slur uh, on a Cincinnati radio show earlier this week. And it has a lot of people calling for his job. It has a lot of people calling for him as a person. And look, the guy made a mistake, and he needs to pay for the mistake that he made. And he realized that he stated in his apology how embarrassed he was how sorry he was, and it appears that in today's age, which is a bit surprising, he's going to keep his job, which I'm in full support of, and I'm glad that he's he's keeping his job. I'm glad that the players that he has recruited and brought in from the transfer portal, who's West Virginia's transfer portal class this year, is terrific. Um, I'm happy that those guys don't have to look somewhere else because their coach made a, a mistake like he did. Now, he has agreed to a one million dollar salary reduction, which is big. That's that's <laughs> anytime you lose a million dollars, you're not going to be happy about that. Uh, he also is set to receive a significant suspension, and he's going to be required to take sensitivity training um, before returning as the coach there uh, on the court for for the Mountaineers next year. But at the end of the day, the guy's paying for his mistake. He doesn't have to lose his job. And I think that's a win for both sides uh, of that argument. And, you know, this is just one of those things that it can't be, you can't receive a slap on the wrist for this kind of thing anymore. And you also have to be held accountable for for your actions and your words, especially as somebody who is seen as a mentor and a leader for young men. Uh, As a coach, At any level, you are somebody that your players look up to, your assistant coaches look up to, and your example has to be perfect. And if it's not, um, there are repercussions, and that's just the way the world is. It's how it's always been, and that's how it always will be. So uh, Bob Huggins is staying at West Virginia, according to ESPN. Um, So Mountaineers fans, do with that what you will. That's going to do it for us here tonight. I thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you tuning in to the podcast every week. And remember, if you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send that screenshot over uh, to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you a koozie out in the mail. I'm Brian Clinton, and we'll catch you next time out here in the portal.